0: You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions, and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road.
1: Let's get rolling. Well, welcome. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to talk about how to rebuild your Chevette. Chevette. that's a fun one. <laughs> nice. Mispronounced. It's a shove it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the original yeah. uh, name for it. It's what I used to use when I was doing mobile alignments here. Right. A, a little bad one. Here's yeah, a little a red Toolbox. Yeah, put a toolbox uh, handle on the top of it, drove around town, fixed trucks. Mm-hmm. What the heck. Okay, well, um, I have no great words of wisdom this week. Do you? Do I, uh no, I'm, most of mine have to do with sales tax. So Sales tax. You spent all week working on that, Not right? all week. But enough of it. The end of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the problem. When you have a business like ours where you sell stuff in multiple states, you have to do sales tax filings in every state. Every Yeah. 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 Even if you don't sell something, you got to send one in, right? You have got to file it. I was looking at it. Five straight years, we have filed for sales tax in Vermont. Never sold Never sold a unit in Vermont. <laughs> never sold anything in Vermont. There's zeros for five years. Yeah, but before five years ago, we did Apparently, sell Apparently, we sold a book or something. I think mail. there's two of them up there we sold. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. All right, we are going to continue with our uh, as-the-stomach-churns saga of why your tires wear funny, why your trucks handle bad, and how you might be able to fix it. We have uh, listeners. We have a couple of questions. And... We have our ongoing quest to uh, determine I, where people are calling from. Yeah, where are you calling from? Without so, actually asking them to, until, you know. Yeah, right. So what's the air code of the first? Trip? The very first caller with the very first question for the night. Yes. 252. What's your guess? My guess, that actually sounds familiar. 252? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I just, uh, Kentucky. North Carolina. North Carolina. You had it in the south. That's not bad. Yeah. If you're throwing darts at a map, that wouldn't have been too far off. Well, it depends <laughs> on the map. How big is it? It's only this far on the map. Okay. Now, is he in North Carolina? I'd be in North Carolina. He or she. I have to be careful about that, don't I? Are they? It's a generic question. Correct. Yes. All right. You're going to say they're there. I'm going to say they're on the road someplace. North, southeast, or? 90s. Jamaica. Very, <laughs> they're in Jamaica. South. They're calling from Jamaica. All right. All right, let's see what North Carolina has. Okay, you're both right.
2: And we're both right. I love North that. Carol- yeah. My phone's from North Carolina, and I am in Kentucky. And you, you am like in Kentucky. Awesome. <laughs> 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 All right, what can we do for you? Uh, I have heard you guys talk before about having
3: inner edge tire wear. On drive axle tires and the reasoning behind it, but I can't remember what the reasoning was, and I'm experiencing that issue on some wide base singles that I have on my truck. And who better to ask?
1: Um, Michelin.
3: <laughs> oh no
2: no 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 no. no well, we don't need to direct. Well, them. They probably <laughs> wouldn't appreciate it very much since they're Yokohamas.
1: All right, so you got wide-base singles. Inside edge wear on either a wide-base single or on dual wheels when you're wearing on the inside close to the frame is a product of one or two things. One, loose wheel bearings. Two, axle flex. As a truck goes down the road and hits bumps in the road, if the axle is flexing too much, it'll chop the inside edges off. This can be exacerbated on wide-base singles if you're running two-inch offset rims instead of 0 ops, So there's okay. my first question. Are you running two-inch offset rims?
3: Correct. Yes, I am.
1: All right. That could ex- uh, exacerbate it and make it worse, which increases the flex. So what I would do if I was in your truck is I'd pull in someplace where I could get a jack and get a tire iron and a socket. And I would jack one side of the axle up so the tire's an inch or so off the ground, slip a tire iron underneath there, and put a socket down underneath the tire and act as a fulcrum. On the very outside edge. On the outside rib of the tire, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, right under and the And then just push down on the handle, and it'll pop up on the tire, and if the bearings are loose, it'll go clunk, clunk, clunk. Okay? Okay. And if they're loose, you need to get them tightened up so they don't go clunk, clunk, clunk. The second thing I would exactly. do, even if the even if the bearings are loose and you fix that, I would recommend taking the two inch offset rims and flipping them around so that they stick in instead of out. Okay. Okay. Now these are aluminum rims, correct? Correct. single? The center part of the rim is one inch thick. If you flip them around, you go from a 2-inch outset to a 1-inch inset. And so the 1-inch is moving the weight toward the larger of the two bearings. You'll get less axle flex, the tires will wear better, and you'll protect the bearings and the spindles from being damaged by overload on that outer lighter bearing.
4: Right
1: Now, what model truck
2: is this? It is an International 9400 with
5: DS404s.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right. Got, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, it doesn't really matter about the model of the truck. The the, the axle is what tells us. Right. Well, I was wondering if it was a Peterbilt or Kenworth, I was going to say, even if you don't hear it go clunk, 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 you still have a chance that it's loose Because those sleeves will yeah. tend to hide things a little bit. Right. Okay, so anyway, that that is what I would do. Now, when you flip the rims around, you're going to have to redirect the valve stems because they're going to be underneath the drum now, instead of sticking out where you can put air in them,
3: right? Yeah, and that makes things kind of challenging. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you'd want to just have those those valve stems aimed so it goes out through the little handhole, so that you can air them up in the normal fashion.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: Makes perfect sense. All righty. Yes, sir. Thank you. Excellent. You have yourself a great day and drive safe. All right. No, did I you mark that down?
5: Yeah.
1: You didn't mark down.
5: Kentucky.
1: No, it's North Carolina phone. Uh, Kentucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kentuck-a-lina. All right. Whatever you say. You had a I comment. Kentucky. You had a comment about I what we we're. Saying? I had a sort of a okay. So, what would you say is the percentage of where rate? caused by a bearing versus the percentage of wear rate caused by axle flex. Okay, now, if we're saying that the bearings are tight and the only thing that's occurring is axle flex, right. or the, the bearing is loose and the axle's not flexing. Right. Well, yeah. Okay, so you got two separate things. Or they're both happening. All right, now, if they're, if they're individually happening, if he had zero offset rims and loose wheel bearings, the cupping would be a almost identical and the wear rate would be almost identical having tight bearings and 2 each offset rims. There's really no difference in what the appearance is or the rate of wear. Hmm. But if you combine loose bearings and axle flex, it's double. It double. It okay. just goes real fast. Okay. Okay? All right. Yep. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, and now we've got uh, another caller here. Yeah. And the phone number is 605-something-something-something. Yep, yep, yep. And so are you guessing what state that is? 605? You'll never guess it. I won't. I know you won't. (laughs) Because nobody lives there. Nobody lives there. It's South Dakota. No, nobody doesn't. Yes. But South Dakota... people that live there don't actually... They try not to. They're gone. Snow bunnies. Yeah. But there's more millionaires per capita in North and South Dakota than any other state. Well... I that's not appropriate payback for living there. Yeah, but they own all the land. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do we what what? And is he in South Dakota? No, no, he's not South Dakota. He's gone someplace. All right, let's see what we got. Hello, yeah. South Dakota.
6: Good evening. How are you?
1: We're good. You Yourself?
6: I'm doing well. Uh yes. My phone is from South Dakota, and I am in Texas.
1: Smart man, going way south. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my problem is
6: my left front tire is exhibiting river wear on the very outside groove. What could be causing that?
1: Okay, now, so your left front steer tire on the outside of the tire is showing some wear, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, now, a steer tire typically has four or five ribs in it. Do you have a five-rib pattern or a four-rib pattern? It's an XVA3+. plus. Okay, that's a five-rib pattern. And is this, if you counted the ribs from the outside in, there's rib one, two, three, four. Is it the number one rib or the number two rib that's showing a little bit of wear?
6: It's the very outside shoulder, and really it's the groove on the very outside.
1: Oh, okay. All right. And what make of truck is this? It's
6: a 2001 Kenworth W900.
1: Kenworth W900. Oh, one. What uh, inflation are you running? 120. Good. All right. And do you run light or empty a lot of the time? Uh, only about 20% of the time. 20% is not too bad. Uh, and you said it's an 01? Oh, 01. So it's yes. just before the switch, yeah. Uh,
6: I should also decision. tell you, I should also tell you that there's two hundred and sixty-one thousand miles on this tire, and there's <laughs> still uh, six thirty seconds on all the rest of the grooves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I why, why, who's, who's filtering these calls uh, sus- yeah, I suspect that you do actually have a loose bearing it could be a loose bearing or it but could be a loose nut, loose nut behind the wheel <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright let me, let me tell you what happens with a Dana axle underneath that Kenworth you probably have a Dana axle and that was the reason I was going after loads and stuff Okay, The camber that is in a front tire is, <clears throat> camber is measuring if the top of the tires are leaning out at the top, which is positive camber, or leaning in at the top, which is negative camber.
4: Okay.
1: Meritor and Detroit brand axles, the camber in the two front tires is identical. So they may be both straight up or under heavy load. They'll both tilt in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. The Dana axle, the left front wheel has more positive camber than the right front wheel does. And if you tend to run light a lot, we can get Dana axles that will show outside shoulder wear and everything else will be just fine.
5: Okay. On the left side.
1: On the left side, right outside, wear on the left side front tire. Right. Now, at 200,000 miles over... Pardon? 260. Was it 260? 260. Yeah, 261. Oh, my God. (laughs) In that period of time, the 20% you ran empty could have gradually developed a wear pattern in the outside shoulder of that tire because it's got a little too much positive camber when you're empty. Right, but in 260,000 miles, you'd also have to have adjusted the bearings at least once. He might have a loose wheel bearing, so it could be either one of those.
6: I I adjusted well. I've adjusted the wheel bearings three times in that in yep. that two hundred and sixty thousand miles. So I doubt that it's a wheel bearing issue.
1: Yes, but during the time the bearing was loose, it could have started a pattern—a very small, very slight pattern—and after two hundred sixty thousand miles, you start to see the wear. It's like wrinkles on an old guy's face. Right. Sure. But as, you know. So
6: uh, so your advice, though. I mean, so. Other than continuing to keep my wheel bearings adjusted tight, this is actually a camber issue with the kingpin. That's not adjustable. And 250,000 miles out of a steer is fine, right? Oh,
1: I know fleets that would that would pay big money to get two hundred thousand out of steers, let alone two sixty. Right with six thirty seconds. Here. Yeah, now, you're you're in awesome shape right there. I I wouldn't get excited. By the way, one other question. Have you ever rotated your steer tires?
6: Yeah, I rotate them every 70,000 miles. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah. We don't have, don't um, have anything to... Yeah. Michelin uh, wouldn't have warrantied the tire. Michelin never would have guaranteed that the tire could go 200,000 miles. Yeah, they don't admit that it'll go that far, so... I I don't think you've got a problem that I would do any more than just make this phone call and then go have a beer.
6: Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate your guys' uh, knowledge and advice. I've listened to most of your shows and on the podcast, that is. And Great. really good information. Appreciate you guys doing it. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. We appreciate you listening. You have a good day. Yep. You too. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Two hundred. 60, and sixty thousand miles on a steer tire. Yeah, well, and it's you know the first half, as we know, the first half of a like an XCA three's tire life, mm-hmm. it will wear rock solid. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, you start getting funky. Even, in the, even with Bridgestone, especially with Bridgestone. Yeah, uh, you know, you start to see in, in the second half of a tire's life, th- these little wrinkles start to show up. Yeah, it's like an old guy with wrinkles on his face. You know. You, you, yeah, and if you could, if it's something that needs to be addressed, address it. But yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the, it's like the old Firestones. Mm-hmm. You, could, there, you could have everything absolutely rock solid, perfect on that truck. Have, all the bearings tight. You have the sleeves. Have the uh, uh, the unit not the right. The, the, the Pro torque everything's, everything's good. Everything's fine. The mm-hmm. entire the truck's entire life, everything was perfect. But uh, the the Firestone by the time it came off would still looked like it had been beat up done through yeah the ring yeah it's just the way it is yeah okay we got more questions we better move on what's okay. the next one uh, oh, wow we do have questions the next one's seven seven five seven seven five oh 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 they just had a had a had a democratic caucus there it just well okay it's either Nevada oh it's Nevada it's Nevada. Yeah, because the Republicans were in South Carolina. Is he in Nevada? Is he in? Nevada? Uh, no, because you gotta be. No, I'd be there. Well, I, you know, but if you're if you're trucking, there's yeah. not much to do in Nevada. Okay, so, so I, you think he's gone? I think he's home. Okay, all right. Hello, Nevada.
2: Hello. Um, I should have paid more attention to the topic. Um. But to answer your question, you're both right.
1: (laughs) We like being right. (laughs) Well, I am from
2: Reno. Yeah. And I am currently heading towards Searchlight to shut down for the night, heading on to Yuma tomorrow morning.
1: Well, Searchlight ain't that far. Cool. Cool. Where okay. oh, it's, in it's, it's in Nevada. Vegas. He isn't home, but he is in Nevada. Yeah, he's in Nevada. Cool. And he is going <laughs> to you. All right. so. Now, the topic for tonight was how to rebuild a Chevette. Right. Do you have information on that or questions? Chevette. Yeah, <laughs> you take it to a scrap
2: dealer. You have them melt it down, sell it first value, and then you go over to Dodge and you buy a
1: Viper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What can we do for you tonight? Well, like
2: I said, I should have paid closer attention to the message I got from trucking business and beyond. Uh, I didn't see the topic, and right now, as a company driver, I have no say in the tires. That's
1: right. This is is an education program, though. You may have a question.
2: Well, I'm noticing a lot of wear on my drive, and... Uh To Be quite honest. It's uneven as far as what tires are getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two axle, the tires are fine. The right half of my third axle is questionable, and the left side—they're ready to be replaced.
1: Hmm. Okay. What's what wear pattern? What are we? Are they just bald or are they cupped or what?
2: Um, uh, that's where I'm, that's where I really run into trouble. Whether it's feathering or cupping, I'm not sure. I think it's okay. more feathering.
1: All right, let me describe them to you, okay? If you okay. slide your hand across the tire toward the frame of the truck and away, and you feel sharp edges one way and not the other, that's feathered wear. By the okay. same token, if you if you take your hand and slide it around the tire so that you're coming towards the front, and it feels smooth, and then when you push your hand toward the back and it feels sharp, that's heel and toe wear. And is this on okay. a lug or a straight rib? This would be lug tires. Yeah. Say again? would be lug tires. These aren't straight rib tires, right? Yeah. Okay. And is it the there lungs on the road strands or is it the edges? Yeah. So is it the is it the heel and toe pattern you feel or is it a feathered where you feel?
2: Well, right now I'm not exactly sure because I'm about ten miles from search lake. Oh, well <laughs> then we
1: won't worry about it. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. But well, are mean, far- are
2: there, I mean, from the different axles in the position it seems strange, like something's happened to this truck. To cause
1: that. Okay. Okay, well, let's let's talk about a couple other things. You said the left rear position, they're about ready to come off. Are both yeah. tires in that position wearing the same, or is one wearing worse than the other? They're the same. Okay, that's good. They're wearing as a pair. The other side, you say they've got somewhere, but they're not as bad as the left rear is, right? Correct. Correct. And you said the front tires are looking pretty good.
2: They're looking pretty good. I mean, they've got some miles on them, but they're looking good.
1: Okay, now, I have to go back and get some more data. Do you know whether all those tires were put on at the same time?
2: Uh, looking at the tires, I would have to say no.
1: That's uh, what I'm guessing. I
2: have a, I have a mix match of uh, brains.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be willing to bet that they all got stuck on at different times. Now, the thing you got to remember is that the rear drive axle wears 25% faster than the front drive axle. Okay. So it's very possible that the rear drive axle got worn and down. They put the tires okay. that were on the front axle on the back axle, put the new ones on the front axle, and now you're wearing out the other half of the set. Okay. okay. Relatively likely. So we really can't do much more to judge what's going on until we have more data on when the tires were put on and if they were put on as a set or not. Right. This was all wearing, if this was all one set, if it was wearing like that, and one position was wearing significantly faster than all the others, we're probably looking at brakes or gear, gear problems. So yeah. Something's gearing, yeah, something's holding up that wheel position, not allowing it to Or forcing it. more power to go to it. When it's, it. Yeah. So there's okay. several things we can look at, but we don't have the data to be able to make that, Judge.
2: Yeah. Well, I was wondering. I mean, the truck's in 07. Uh, it's a dirty old red truck, except for the hood. Uh-huh. And it's
1: brand new red. <laughs> Got and it. I'm wondering if that may have done something. Well, yes, a polished pretty hood does make the drive tires wear funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, It's hard to say. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and you know, certain tires uh, acquire patterns easier than other brands. Uh, drive tires. Maybe it's just alternate lug. Maybe it's heel toe. But it's just you know, based on what you got. I'm I'm not real worried about it. I just think it's. I think I guess you got some mismatched sets on there. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I okay. Definitely do. I mean, different brands, the whole world.
1: Yep, yep. That sounds reasonable. All buddy. All
2: right. Hey, okay,
1: you bet. Stay warm.
2: Okay, I will.
1: All right. Okay. Took care of that one. Yep. Next one. We a more yes, we do. Well, I, I I actually know this one. You know this one? I've had this area. You've had this area code? It's 360. And it is? It's Western Washington. You are correct. Western or Eastern? Western. 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 Bellingham? Uh, I think it's actually South. South? Okay. It used to be all of Western Washington. And do you think he's in Washington? Uh. Yeah. Mm. Toss um, a coin on this one. Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, probably. Let's find out. Okay. I'm home. home. hello. I'm in Jamaica, hello. Washington. Hello,
0: hello. Yes.
2: Hey, Jamaica, I'm in Washington. You remember Jamaica,
4: Washington? <laughs> I love
1: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I'm in Vancouver, Washington. All right. That's that's the best. to you guys a few times. Yeah, really
1: Vancouver's appreciate your, just, Yeah, you're welcome. Just yeah. across the river from Portland, right? You got, you got it. I got it. I know where that is. Awesome, buddy. Yeah. So
0: What's up? Hey. I got three questions for you. One, when do I know or how much does the tire have to be out of round before it causes me a problem for a steering tire?
1: Oh, an eighth of an inch or so is okay. You start exceeding an eighth of an inch, you're going to start feeling it right it's got to have it's got to have enough force that when it's going through <laughs> the footprint it actually lifts the vehicle up yeah it starts to pound you um uh, okay, okay. A, yeah a quarter inch will be definitely noticeable and three eighths of an inch will pop you right out of the seat yep.
0: okay so that yeah so that, uh, i got problems with the front end that's one of the problems i got right now when i jacked it up the other day i was up about three inch, an and uh-huh. Yeah, wow. It'll hit the ground on one side, and I got free on the other side, and I checked that it's mounted yeah.
1: properly. Well, the question is, how does the tire get out of And there's right. three basic things that'll cause a tire to get out of One okay. would be a mismount. Either the tire's okay. not mounted on the rim properly, or the rim's not mounted on the hub properly. Either one of those can do it.
0: The I can't be that. because I mounted the tire, so.
1: <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> The second possibility is when you spin the tire goes around and you feel the brake shoe drag every half a turn. If you feel that, all the time the brake shoe's dragging, the tire's wearing, and every half a turn it wears, it makes the tire wear out around. Okay? Oh, okay. didn't know that. The third possibility is feathered wear. If you slide your hand on the tread across the tire toward the frame and back, and if it's sharp one way and smooth the other way, that feathered wear means the tire's out of alignment while it's driving, and it causes it to skip, and it will pound itself out of round. Right.
0: Uh, ooh, okay. Here, I do have a little bit of wear starting on the outside rib on the right-hand side, and when I look mm-hmm. at the back of the truck where the airbags are, the driver's airbag in the back is starting to slide in.
1: Okay, so you got loose U-bolts, which means your drive axle's getting out of alignment, which is causing wear in your steer tires.
0: Since right. Okay. So that is what's going on. Okay. Then the other thing you were talking about wheel bearings being too tight can cause you a problem. Is that correct?
1: No. Wheel bearings too tight will burn the bearing up. You won't get yeah, 200 no. miles okay. if the bearings are too tight. Right. Our problem is oh, bearings yeah. tend to be too loose.
0: Right now, I worked with Micro Blue. Put Micro Blue wheel bearings up front, and they were telling me to. Run them between five, you know, maximum. Uh, like how loose the wheel bearing can be will give you less flex and better fuel economy. But you're telling me keep them close to one thousandth of an inch as you can, right?
1: Anything between one and five thousandths, I'm tickled to death with. Most bearings right. that we check that are adjustable are going to be somewhere between twenty and forty thousandths loose, because people tend to run them too loose. Okay. okay. So, so if you could bags, actually get You can't feel 5,000s. Right, that's what I mean. Okay? Now, if I jack up your right front tire, and the left Uh, front tire's on the ground, and I grab your right front tire at the top of the tread with both of my hands, and I put one leg back, and I use all my 200 200 pounds of spelt body, 250 250, 250 pounds, and I wiggle (laughs) that thing in and out just as hard as I can, and it goes click, 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 that bearing's loose. Yep. right. Okay? okay? If you can't feel right. the click, 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 I'm not too worried about it. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I've I've
0: taken a collar gun. I run Meritor um uh, Continental hubs and I've taken a collar got, I've been being you know, pretty religious. So you're checking my wheel bearings
1: Okay, now yeah, I've got a shorthand I've got a shorthand way to adjust bearings that we've used for years. For twenty five years now, it works real nice. And okay. and do you have a single nut or a double nut on that? I have a single prologue. Okay, pro torque nut, fine. So I would jack it up. I take the oil cap off. I take the clip ring out. I would set a torque wrench at fifty foot pounds. Okay, but with the tire and the wheel on. Yeah, it's all on there. It's all hanging on there. Okay. 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 And at Uh fifty foot pounds, what I'm doing is I'm pushing the bearings in and lifting the weight of the tired rim up in the air. Okay. Right. Okay, And I would tighten it to 50, and when the torque wrench clicks, I would leave it right there and put the lock ring in it. Now, if you turn it a quarter of a turn before it clicks, uh-huh. that was about 20 thousandths in play. Whoa. Well. If you don't turn it at all, you're less than uh-huh. five. Okay? Oh, okay? Okay. So that's Perfect. that's another way to check your bearings that doesn't depend on your individual strength to find out if there's any play there right that's a, yeah. a problem we had with the, the the idea that you should have one to five thousand cent play with the procedure that they recommended with the wheel off with the brake drum off with the bear hub and determining with the with the wheel engage that you've got uh or with it with, with a dial indicator that you've got between one and five thousand cent play when you add all the weight onto it and you shake it from the top just like we did. You get a lot right. more than five thousand cents. Right, price. because the grease seals, brand new grease seals, we're finding are so stiff that with a <laughs> dial indicator and an empty hub, I can't find the five thousands. And that's been a change, right? Over, yeah, oh, right probably yeah. fifteen years ago. Right. Okay. Okay. And the third quick question was: Now this one, this 50, one's going to cost. This one's going to cost you triple the amount the first two cost. Okay.
0: Right. Oh, okay. And I get a fifty percent discount. Right. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> now, going back when I was a kid, my dad had a '62 Kenworth, and he ran the uh, Firestone Transport One by supply tires on the front end of that truck. Oh yeah. And they averaged a hundred and forty thousand miles on those tires. They ran the Firestone Cross Rib in the back, and I'm trying to figure out how did the guy at that time run a hundred and forty thousand on an old bias ply, where today most of the guys can't get 100000 on a top-end radial.
1: Okay, the first thing is a bias ply tire was a much stiffer and more forgiving tire. It didn't show the irregular wear patterns. It just wore right. straight across, okay? And so they weren't mm-hmm. tempted to take it off. It didn't get out of balance and pound itself out so quick. The second uh, thing is, okay. yeah, as soon as that radial tire starts showing a little irregular wear, it gets out of balance and it just beats itself to death. So it's uh, less forgiving of some of these alignment problems we would deal with. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go the back. second oh, thing going is, back left.,. Okay. Go, go on. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm going back. But keep on going there. I'll, I'll bring you back to what we talked about before. I got a question there. <laughs>
1: okay. The other thing is, bias ply tires required less air pressure than radials do. So people would run, let's say, ninety pounds in a bias ply tire, and the tire was so stiff that was enough air. But you run 90 pounds or 100 pounds in a radial tire, and it will wiggle all over and get you all kinds of funny wear patterns. But right, these shops have been pounded into their skulls from decades past that they had to put in 90 to 100 pounds, and they won't put in more. Right, they won't put the right air in. The third thing right. that I've seen that has occurred, and, and this is just my feeling here, if you want to disagree with that, fine, we hmm. drive faster now than they did back then running bias ply tires. Oh, yeah. And yeah, speed it
0: with a big horsepower motor. Yeah,
1: yeah, and speed kills tires.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Oh, and they didn't have in a in. They probably had a what ten degree turning radius. Yeah, they had it. So they were not punishing <laughs> their steer tires as much either. No, they had a twenty degree turning radius. Twenty, degrees. but that was the best. Now we got forty and fifty five degrees. Right. You're okay. Right. So we're yeah. punishing tires by putting them in the steer position. Yeah. Anymore. So there's reasons yeah. for all of that stuff. But the other thing uh, is, yeah. if we uh, yeah. built the same type of bias ply tire yeah. it would be a lot more expensive today oh yeah and and it still would have flats that right. the radials don't have <laughs> okay what were you going to lead us back to
0: okay you were talking about torquing the front wheel bearings at 50 pounds on the truck with everything on okay i run super singles 455 michelin's in the back how would i torque those when i pull the axles off what torque would i so, take those up to 75 what 75 75 so i do yep and 75, and that should solve all my problems.
1: It, it takes me want- do it all the time. It works just great.
0: Great. That's perfect. I want to thank you guys. The last time I talked to you, I was running, you know, 100, 110 in my super singles, and I you was know, having all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm running 128 in them, and I brought my steering pressure up, uh, you know, up to 128 also. So I run 128 all the way around, and uh, some minor problems have gone away, and. Uh, it's running a lot better now. I
4: do excellent. have that problem, up front.
1: so
4: now, I want to thank only, you guys very only, much.
1: The only the only thing you just said which causes me a little bit of concern is your steer uh-huh. tire rim probably has a maximum cold inflation of one hundred and twenty. Okay. Ah. Okay. And I've you're at on one hundred and twenty-eight. Now, I'll also tell you that when the tire, when the rim engineers certify their rims, and they say maximum cold inflation 120. They put about a 20% uh, reserve in there to cover their ass. Right. So at 128, okay. you may be okay, but I want to warn you that you're actually over the maximum uh, that's stamped on the rim.
5: If you you got to look at the rim to find this out.
1: Yeah, it'll be on the inside flange.
0: Okay, but now I run tire sensors and temperature sensors on my tires. In the morning, I start off, and I'm ra- running around once about one fourteen, you know. Oh. And by the time I'm finished during the day, those tires are up at one thirty five.
1: Correct. And high. and what and what the rim is saying is your morning pressure shouldn't be more than one twenty. Right. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Morning
1: pressure.
0: Okay, so what I should do is run bring everything down to one twenty and be happy with that.
1: Well only if that's well, what, what if the rim cold. says. Now if if you're oh, okay. starting your steers at one fourteen you could go up to 120 on those because the morning pressure, the cold inflation, is what counts. Right. We don't. It's the, yeah. it's supposed to go up. Yeah. We know it's going to go up over that when it gets hot. But when it, in right. order to get a baseline, we we got to get a measurement cold.
0: Okay. But right now in the morning, I'm getting in the truck, and it's 24 above or 27 above. So mm-hmm. even if I had it at 120, I'm going to be down at 114, correct?
1: Yeah, but you want to start whatever the ambient temperature is outside. It doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. That's oh, when I want to start at 120. Right.
0: So right. tomorrow morning, so, when I get in the truck and it says 114, I can go grab my nitrogen bottle, we'll bring them up to 120, and correct. I'm going to be happy. Y'all. Correct.
1: Yeah. Perfect. That's the uh, yeah. Increase the pressure. It's increasing pressure when it's cold. Uh, just makes it uh uh it was gonna it was gonna go up to what 128 130 yeah we expected to be up to 130 more. 135. but by right. adding by adding air when it's cold it just makes the tire work less to get that pressure and it doesn't work as hot because it's sidewall's not bending as much because it's stiffer
0: right uh, perfect okay you know you guys keep telling me stuff and i'm gonna learn something one of these days
1: that's the program <laughs>
0: Hey, I want to thank you guys very much, and I'll probably talk to you again.
1: We'll be glad to. Bye-bye. As for are calling. Okay, bye-bye. All right, we got more questions. Yeah, we do. We, we got find a whole, a few whole more. bunch of them. To... We better get at this. Excuse What's 100. the next one? 904. 904. What's your guess? Uh, Florida. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably in Florida because yeah. the weather's nice. Well, that, and it takes forever to get out of the state. That's so. true. It's like driving out of Texas. All right, let's drive Florida. Hello, Florida. Can you hear me now? Is Florida there? I don't hear Florida. Oh, no, we got other questions. Wait, let's go to somebody else. We got a lot of questions here. What's six this? 651. 651. Isn't that Minnesota? Uh, six, five. Yes, it is Minnesota. He's not in Minnesota. Well, no. it takes a long time to get out. He'll be in Oklahoma. Okay. I'll say Iowa. Okay. Oh, Minnesota. Jamaica.
7: i'm in jamaica, jamaica.
4: all right he's smart he's my jamaica guys <laughs> what's up so, i had a question um
7: the i started running some super single Seals. Uh, yeah. i'm wondering what you guys think about them i've never heard you guys talk about them
1: okay the concept of the Seal i love and I've seen it run in garbage fleets and in mining operations where they pick up all kinds of cuts and bolts and everything, and the son of a bitches just won't go flat because they sell seal. Yep. And they recapped yep. just great. Okay. I have heard yep. some concerns and complaints about the fact that the Dura seal material can migrate a little bit under highway operations and cause some vibrations.
2: Oh, Okay. Other than that, right. I've heard nothing uh, bad
1: about him.
5: Okay. I was um, with a dynamic balancer.
2: No? Hmm. Okay. Uh, the other question I had
7: was, uh, I was listening to the other guy a little bit. I'm running some micro. I'm switching trailers over from uh, ball and seat to uh, hot pilot super singles on my trailers. And... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm running the micro. I'm trying to, I'm, I think I got four or five sets in all the micro blues. And I know they're, they, Kevin doesn't agree with the set they do. We put on with the, the outer nut the, and we did it the way they told us. And I was watching my mechanics and you could take the nut and make it, I mean, spin it loose by hand after it was all tight. And I said, that's not right.
1: I agree. It right there. Yep. So, Torque it to 75 and call it a day. Well, now, again, are we talking about a super single or a dual? Super single. A super single, a double nut, or a single nut? Single nut. Single nut, I would tighten it to 90 foot-pounds and put the clip ring in. Oh, okay. Now Now, that's with the wheel hanging on it and the brake drum hanging on it, okay? Okay. If you were uh, doing it with an empty hub, all right? Yep. I would simply tighten it to forty foot pounds and leave it. Okay. Because you're not 40. picking up as all much right, that, weight.
7: Okay. They they gotta okay. I'm just gonna do it that way and not pay attention to the rules because it just i I've been doing this for twenty years and taking a knot after you do everything they say and you can spin it by hand is just, it ain't holding uh,
1: anything. I don't care yeah, that. There's a, a, a locking
7: ring on there. Yep. So, so all right.
1: Well, that's right. all I had. Thank you, guys. Not a problem, buddy. You drive safe. Good
7: luck. Yep, well, thanks.
1: And he was in Jamaica. Jamaica. All right. My kind of guy. Jamaica soda. All right. We got some more. Yes, uh, 717. 717. Mm-hmm. What's your guess? Uh, uh, Texas. Pennzoil. Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> and is he in Pennsylvania? Um, well, no, probably not. Jamaica. Let's see where he is.
3: Hello, Pennsylvania. Hello, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. How are you doing? All right. I am in Pennsylvania. I'm actually at home. <laughs> so. He is in Pennsylvania. All right.
1: All right. What's your I got, question? Uh,
3: I have a twenty thirteen Peterbilt three eighty four. It's the short hood version of the three eighty six and it. Okay. Um I'm getting ready to replace my steer tires because I only bought the truck about three months ago, but they have uh a, a really bad irregular wear pattern on them. like uh it's not cupping, it's flat spots uh-huh. all the way across the tread pattern, uh on the diagonally across? So, uh straight across.
1: Straight across, okay.
3: I'm assuming it was low tire pressure. It was a fleet truck. It probably wasn't maintained properly. That's my guess. And maybe a bounce of shocks were shot as well, so I replaced them. Okay, um, yeah. All right. But uh, as far as uh, side to side, like uh, other wear, it's pretty good. But that that uh, flat spotting wear, is that the normal cause for that, or is there another cause that I should be watching for? Well, what
1: brand of tire are they? Do you know?
3: Yeah, they're. Um, I'm going to probably mess the model number up, but they're Bridgestones. Okay,
1: that's close enough. Uh, all right, they're yeah. Bridgestones. That's fine. Um, that when you when you look at the tire and you saw these flat spots, did you slide your hand back and forth across the good section of tread to see if there's any feathered wear?
3: Yeah, I don't feel any feathered wear at all, side to side. Yeah, excellent. Okay, it feels completely flat to me. I mean, I, yeah,
1: yep. very good. Okay, in that case. I would say, number one, they ran it underinflated, okay? Yep.
3: Yep. Well, they and were two when I picked it up. I know that. <laughs> so. And how un- how underinflated were they? Uh, well, you know, they're supposed to be, what, 120? And they were uh, uh, about 90, 85, 90. Uh-huh. I mean, the truck was sitting a while. so. Okay. But,
1: yeah. Now, the sidewall of the tire said 120, or the sidewall said 110?
3: Uh, I... Okay, I, I'd be lying if I knew. I, I, I'm okay. not 100% sure right now. So, okay, because yeah. a 14-ply
1: 14, a 14 tire will say 110 14, on the side. It,
3: it is a 14-ply tire. I do know that. Okay,
1: so this, so yeah. the sidewall should, should, would have said 110, and they had yeah. 90 in them. So they were 20 pounds underinflated for the minimum inflation the tire requires. Right, and the 14-ply isn't forgiving at all. Yeah, and it, it'll perform much better at 120, so it was 30 pounds under what we would want. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's the first thing that would start the cupping, and then once the tire starts bouncing and the shock blows out, then it just continues to cup. So yeah, I can yep. see all of that stuff.
3: Okay, and that kind of leads me in somewhat into the next question. I, we, we were having discussions on Facebook about 14 ply versus 16 ply. Keep in mind, I'm a light duty operation. I'm uh, I haul cars with a smaller. Car carrier, so I'm never over like seventy thousand pounds. My steer axles seldom over ten thousand. Okay. Um and uh, a lot of people had the opinion that I should be running sixteen ply tires. They said, "Why would I want to run a stiffer sidewall tire?" when I'm never even close to fourteen ply rating. Any thoughts or input on that?
1: Well, okay, let's look at the normal operation. Normal operations are running twelve thousand pounds on that steer axle. Normal operations are putting a fourteen ply tire on which it can only carry the twelve thousand pounds. So operating right at its limit. And in those cases I recommend they go to a sixteen ply so they have some reserve capacity. Okay? Correct. In your situation, if you're not running more than ten thousand five on the steer anyway, you got 1,500, eleven.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You got a you got a thousand to fifteen hundred pound reserve on there. The fourteen ply should be fine, just running at one hundred twenty.
3: Okay, right. and any thoughts on uh, on on brands as far as uh, steer tires? I, I do long distance. Um, most of my my runs are a thousand miles plus. Um, my question is that there, I'm, I'm kind of debating around between a couple different tires. Is there one tire that shines out above every other tire as far as steer tires go? Or is there uh, any opinions on that? I know you're not. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I know ideas. you see a lot of different... our Yeah, I have lots of opinions. So you tell me which tires you're thinking about.
3: XCA3 Plus?
1: That's a dynamite? Excellent. That's a That's a gold standard tire. No argument that's,
3: there. Okay. There's, no, there's well, nobody that, in the
1: world that. that's going to argue with the fact that that's the best tire that's made. Right, but there are okay. other tires well, that I, can I agree equal with that.
3: that. Yeah, okay. So the other tire was looking at is a uh, Yokohama. Um, Yokohama's not, not bad. Sure.
1: It's less forgiving on inflation than the Michelin is. Okay, well, apparently, okay. you're not going to have an issue with that. Yeah, but if you put the air up, it should do adequately. Yeah. Continental okay, makes a great. It. Continental makes a great steer tire. Yeah, and Bridgestone makes. A good steer tire. Bridgestone makes a good steer tire, and Goodyear. Goodyear makes. Good time. If you get their three ninety five, don't get the three ninety nine, get the three ninety five good year. It and again, you better run one twenty. Yep.
3: One twenty so. and a fourteen play. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. So it basically comes down to what you want to spend. I mean, is it is there uh, yeah. one that's gonna out out I mean, I know the X C A three plus is pretty much gold standard. Is it the rest of them, is there one that shines out as far as life pattern goes? like uh yeah like not, life not really of the tire not not really when it, i mean i have when i had gets... them all generals you know you know i've tried all all kinds of different ones and never seen one that was you know i generally get about a buck buck and a half out of a steer tire i do a lot of turning backing around and stuff uh, 150 is about the most i've ever seen out of a steer in my operation but yeah
1: what I, what i'm worried about at this stage in your deal is the dealer will he work with you what kind of prices you going to give you and if you take that buck and a quarter miles that mm-hmm. you can get out of any of them mm-hmm. and divide the cost for the tire into it which one's going to cost you less per mile
3: right and that you know as long as i don't damage one you know that, then the Michelin wins because you get the yep. most mileage out of it uh if, if i go into uh some of the lousy places I go and I tear one up. Well, then that thing kind of lost out. So that, well, let's that, assume. That, let's that, assume, that,
1: let's that. assume you're not going to tear a tire up. Let's assume they're going to run. Okay. <laughs> right. The Michelin tire, in my experience, tends to be more expensive than any of the others. Right. And if you yep. divide the yep. cost of the tire by the mileage you expect out of it, which one gives you the best cost per mile?
3: Well, I can get good pricing on the Michelin and Yokohamas are the two best pricings I can get, and it's it's awful, awful close. I can't. I'm within like so close that I can't really make up my mind as far as on the calculator goes.
1: So. Then, then it doesn't matter. Do you pick the one that you feel the best about? Yep. Yeah, they're Alrighty. all the premium tires. They're all good in them. American uh, premium tires are all good enough that uh, you know you're going to get the dollars that you paid for. Uh, uh, generally speaking, it, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, it, I it don't. They're not making bad cool tires. Job. Now, if you're buying the Chinese import tires, expect two weeks and a blowout.
3: Yeah, there's a problem with them Yeah. Well, yeah. I have, have some triangles on order, so. No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: All righty, buddy. All right. Have a good evening. Thanks, guys. Thanks you, for what you do. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye okay.
1: How long have we been doing this? 50 minutes. A year? Oh, yeah, a full year 50 minutes We got more questions. Right, we got right. we got to get to them. Uh, 218. I think it's Minnesota. 218? 218, 218. It Tennessee. It is Minnesota.
4: Minnesota.
1: Okay. You're doing good today.
4: Yeah, great.
1: Now my mind is filling up with area codes. Yeah, you needed that. I I'm worried about what I'm losing. Uh don't don't <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> Push the button. Let's talk to Minnesota. Hello Minnesota. Hello. How you doing? Are you there? We're here. Oh, okay. Uh, I got
4: a 2016 Freightliner
3: with uh, what is it? 48,000 miles on it, and yeah. it's got the left or the right steer tire
4: is It's right a little steer. bit of. <laughs> yep.
1: uh, On the outside shoulder, on the inside. inside. Ah, okay. All right. Is there any feathered wear on the tire? Can you slide your hand back and forth across and feel sharpness?
4: No, it's smooth. Yeah, and it it isn't. uh, If you go around the tire, it isn't all the way around. There's spots in it.
1: Uh huh. And it's on the inside rib, close to the frame, right? Correct. Okay. What inflation are you running? Ah, uh, what is it? One, one twenty.
4: Yeah, one twenty okay. on uh, on that one, and one fifteen on the other.
1: Okay, and um, were the tires balanced? Uh, that, I don't
4: know, because it was it, it was brand it's new. It's the original
1: tire? Yeah. yeah, And it's a and it, Michelin?
4: No. Would, say, would, uh,
1: I
2: think it's a good year. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. There's two things that I would be looking for for cupping on the inside edge on that tire where you didn't have any feathered wear. The one thing was I would want to jack it up and shake the wheel and make sure the bearings are tight, okay? Okay. And the second thing is while I've got it jacked up in the air, I would be looking at the rim inside and outside to see if there's any balance weights on it because most brand-new tires that come out of the factory on the truck are not balanced, and it can cause cupping. Okay. At the factory, they tend to just mount the tire, on the rim, put the rim on the truck and let her go. Right.
4: Okay. Well, that's, that's probably 39. what.
1: I would say that's probably what what's going on then because. Could, yep, could very well be. Yeah, forty-eight thousand miles. That'd be about the right range for a, for a, a eight or ten ounce out of balance. Yeah. Okay, yep. so should a guy get a balance then or? <laughs> It won't uh, it won't make the wear go away, but, yeah, you should. Yeah, and, and the tires are just going to get worse. I mean, the cupping that is there is going to continue and get worse, even if you balance the tire. Okay? But if you don't balance the tire, it get worse quicker. Correct. So you might as well balance them and then see how many miles you can get out of them. Okay, that sounds good. Okay? Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. Very good, sir. You have a great day. You bet. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Bye. you too. Thank you. Okay, we got another one. Uh, four seven nine, four seventy nine, Arkansas. Kansas. He bet he's home. Kansas. It's nice down there. He's in Texas. Let's see. You think he's in Texas? Okay, we'll find out. Hello, Arkansas.
5: Hello, I'm I'm Are in you? Los Angeles. He's in LA. All right. In
1: the right direction. He's out there in the pretty country. I have a What's test
5: up? question for you. I have a test okay. question for you. If I were calling Jamaica, what area code would show up on your phone?
1: <laughs> not, I, I've heard several. In I have Jamaica. I've had yeah, I've let, yeah, lots of phone numbers. Guys have said they're in Jamaica. Um, I should look that up. We don't know. Well,
5: I looked it up. I give you. I give you the answer. Uh, oh, good. I'll look it up. It's a very. It, it, it's similar to that number. That, that it's eight seven six.
1: Eight seven six. I'm going to write that down.
5: And, we'll know. and Jamaica. I, read, I looked it up, and also there's an article by AARP that uh-huh. 30,000 30, The United States receives over thirty thousand scam calls from eight seven six of people oh. trying to from Jamaica telling them, "Hey, you won a lottery. You sent this money." And uh...
1: <laughs> I get those also, calls every week. And I send the money, and I don't get anything back.
5: Yeah, I know. Oh, well, good. Well, <laughs> just, just keep in mind, just so you know now, it's 876, and, the, uh, and they're on central daylight time.
1: Awesome. I appreciate that. Straight south. I do, have, do a tire have a question for you, though. Good, good. Let's hear it.
5: You talk about cold pressure on the tires, and I'm very familiar with my H-rated 16-fly tires running the 130. But Good. cold means after it's that that means typically without the sunlight, like right before the sunlight hits it like early in the morning. Ambient temperature is that technically at sixty degrees?
1: No. Ambient temperature is whatever the temperature is where you're sitting.
5: So, so what I'm asking you, is would you say Yeah, go ahead.
1: If you were sitting in Minnesota and the temperature was zero outside and the truck was sitting outside you would want 130 in that tire at zero degrees. If you're sitting in Los Angeles and the first thing in the morning it was 60 degrees, you would want 130 in that tire at 60 degrees. That's the ambient temperature. Okay. Now, once you've driven the truck and warmed the tires up, it takes two hours for the tires to cool down in the shade. Okay? I bet it's a little quicker in Minnesota. Yeah, it could be. But the engineers figure it takes two hours for that tire to cool back down to ambient temperature after you warmed it up. All right?
5: Okay. And you had a caller last week saying that you all have difficulty trying to get 130 pounds at the different truck stops. Yeah. my experience, I go to TA at Petro a lot. I have a real difficulty there, but at Love's where they have the you pay the twelve dollars and they come out and fill the tires for you for twelve dollars. Yeah. They will go to one thirty without a problem.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen that at the truck stops at Lowe's. I think it's a great deal.
5: I've probably been, I've probably tried 20 times at Petro to get 130. And I bet you 80% of the time, 90% of the time, I'm donating air more than I am getting air.
4: <laughs> also,
5: another idea is the people in the full drive business, the people that go rock crawling and take their Jeeps with these big 35, 37-inch tires, and they go off-road. Many times uh-huh. they'll deflate, their, they'll deflate, they, they get locking rims and they, uh they lower their tire pressure be able to crawl right. up the mountain. They many right. times have heavy-duty air compressors that go up to 150 pounds. And uh, there's a store throughout the United States called Full Drive Parts. You see it as you drive the interstate. They sell the compressors right there. They're about $200. They they actually sell one by Bible Air. It's designed to go up to 150 pounds and fill a 275. Uh, a twenty-two point five tire for an RV.
1: That's cool. How much does the compressor weigh?
5: They're not very big. They, um, you actually they have twelve volts where you would just hook it to your battery and run it off. Uh-huh. You don't run it off the cigarette lighter. It's about sure. a twenty-five, twenty-five or thirty amp draw. Uh
1: huh.
5: And if you look if you look it up, it's actually designed for the RVs.
1: Um, okay, so probably twenty three pounds. That's cool. That's good information. I appreciate that.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. thanks,
1: guys. You bet. You be safe out there in LA. Don't let those starlets catch you.
5: <laughs> okay. Bye.
2: Uh,
1: Bye. 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 All right. All right. Well, we got a couple of minutes, and we got a couple of calls. Let's get them. All right. This one's three, two, one. Three, two, one. one 3 2 Oh, that's Florida. Cape Canaveral. Cape, Canaveral. Cape Kennedy. Kennedy. Whatever they're calling it. Cape Canaveral. Hello, community.
8: Yeah, yeah, you are correct. I called you last week, and I've called you a couple of times. And I am from Florida, but I'm in Oklahoma right now. Cool. So my question is, I'm hearing a lot about tire pressure tonight. And my question is, does the tire pressure fluctuate? tire brand, like Yokohama's, Bridgestones? Do they all, does it vary? Or they all, You should be 120 or 110? I'm a little confused on the tire pressure.
1: Okay, they're all standard tire casings, and they're all rated to the same pressures based on the size of the tire, okay? Okay, all right. If you're running a low-pro 22.5 tire, that's a 275.80 or a 295.75 tire, with Mm -hmm. 14-ply rating, the sidewall is going to say 110. And that's the minimum pressure the tire requires to carry the load. Now, if you're running an 11R tire, that sidewall will say 105 because it's a slightly bigger tire, takes a little less pressure. Okay? Okay. But from brand to brand, it's not going to change. But if you go from a 14 ply tire, which says 110 on the sidewall, to a 16 okay. ply tire, it says 120 on the sidewall. Okay. Okay.
8: Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty well. The normal tire is a 14 ply, right?
1: Yes, that's the one most people are running.
8: Okay. Okay, that's right, uh, because I've got Firestones on the steers, I've got Yokohamas on the drives, and I have recaps on my trailer. I finally got all new new tires. Okay. So I should should I be running 120 in these tires or 110?
1: The, the the drive and trailer tires, the minimum pressure required for those is 75 PSI. But for the load that those tires individually are carrying. Because they only carry 4,000 pounds of weight on each tire. Okay.
8: Oh, drive so on the drives, okay.
1: No, 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 That's okay. no, no, we don't, <laughs> minimum. that's the minimum. We recommend about right, right, 100 right. pounds back there, okay?
8: Okay, the I've been running steer, 105.
1: That's five. That's 105 back there is fine. You're overinflated, which is what I wanted to get you to. Right. The steer okay. tires carry 6,000 pounds per tire. They need at least 110. We find they work better at 120. Yep. Okay,
8: 120 in the steers, okay. And then what about the trailer tires as far as them being recapped shouldn't have anything to do with it? Doesn't right? matter.
1: Doesn't matter. They're still okay. just like the drive tires. They're only carrying 4,000 pounds of tire. They need about 100 or 105. That's fine.
8: Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm doing good then. 105 on the drives, 105 in the trailer, and 110 in the, dr- in the steer, 120 in the steer.
1: Correct. You've got it.
8: Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you very much. That was it.
1: You betcha. Have a great day.
8: Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. okay. One more here. For one four more. One, I think again is Minnesota. Five, four, one, five. Oregon. Ah, see, you were wrong. Okay. Well, this is Kevin Rutherford. Let's see. Come punch up. him up. Hello, Oregon. Hello. How you doing? I'm in.
4: Well, up until about two and a half weeks ago, I'm doing good until my tires started screwing up on me.
1: Uh oh, bad deals what's
4: up with the yeah. tires i got um two firestones stones on the front end driver's side wore real bad on the inside that mm-hmm. side wore real bad on the outside mm-hmm. what i've what i've done is i've swapped them so they're yep. shot anyway so i just swapped them i figured I the other other sides out sure but um uh, the only thing I've done different, I've been getting real good mileage out of my steers on this. I put a set of balancers on them, and I took those back off when I swapped the tires, but I'm kind of wondering if there's anything else that could have been causing it.
1: Absolutely, and it wasn't the balancers. You can put them back on, because they weren't hurting you at all. Your problem is your drive axles are out of alignment. Just have them all of a sudden. Yeah, it does. I, it does. It goes out of alignment eventually. Yep. Is this a Freightliner? liner? Yep. Yep. I'd be willing to bet your U-bolts have got loose, and your airbags in the back, if you look at them from behind, are tilted in on the bottom. And I mean, you need to the that. bought the truck. truck. Yep, but that means the U-bolts are loose. Right. So we need to push the airbags back out where they're supposed to be, tighten up the U-bolts real tight, and get the rear line, because when you lose inside of the left front and outside of the right front, it means the truck's got a right pull, and 95% of the time it's because the drive axles are out of alignment. Now that's yeah, the that's pulling yeah. to the left now. Yeah, because the tires are worn. All right now, no. you, know, you guys in, are in uh, Des Moines, right? Yeah, we're in Des Moines. Yep. Where, Where at? Oh, so we don't do alignments. Yeah, we 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 have to stop doing alignments for various reasons. But we do have somebody around here. That yeah, we have people around here that can do it. But we don't do alignments. We sell the equipment to do the training. Right.
5: And okay. Like to do, uh, about 150 I, people I, around the
1: country that
4: do it. Yeah, I've been having real troubles finding anybody where I live. I live up in Oregon, and up there, I just haven't been able to find anybody. But, like I said, this
1: truck's been running good. I've had now any weather problems. I'm running white signals on the back, and they're running good. What kind? What part of Oregon are you living in? Planet Falls, down around Netford. Yeah, that's tough. There's nobody down There's there. there, that's a for lot sure. down there. No, yeah, you're right. And where do you run to? Uh, primarily Reno to the East Coast and back. Okay. There's a GCR Tire Center in Reno that has our equipment. And then between there and the East Coast, there's lots of places. If you go to our website, have you gone there and looked up, uh, the locations?
4: I've done some of it, but it's been a couple of years.
1: Okay. You should go to our website and go to the shop locator tab and pick a state, and it'll give you a list of the shops in that state that we recommend, okay? Yeah, there's not a whole lot up in Northern California, but, yeah, I know in yeah, Reno, and then I know in Utah. Right there's like there's California. a bunch of G- GCRs starting GCR, to buy a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of our equipment. Find, so. And so and there's tech equipment right there in Portland. I trained them. That's the Volvo dealer. Uh-huh. They've got our equipment. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of them around now. Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah, who? Yeah. Who, yeah, who, yeah. They'd be able to try, uh, straighten these things up as far as the uh, airbags and stuff go. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Yep. That's easy. Just takes an impact gun and a port of power. Yep. Done. Yeah, because I, I talked to somebody down
4: in Kansas City, and they told me it was going to run me $1,500 to have Ooh. that they done.
1: Didn't, they didn't know. They were just trying to get you out the door. They didn't know what they were doing. That wasn't a shop that's trained our way, was it? I believe it's somebody that's uh, been on the radio quite a bit and recommended a lot chad
4: and he charged me 75 dollars to walk around the truck and look at it and say your u-joints are loose okay never did another damn thing he says i'm not aligning it until you get the u-joints replaced
1: okay well that i don't know where that's all from but this is what i think is wrong and you can try some of those shops up in portland I also know that you don't go up to Washington, do you? Not very often. Okay, well, forget about that. I was going to say the Kenworth dealer up in Washington. Yeah, I know. They've got our stuff, too. So go to the website, look some of those guys up, give them a call, see who you think is reasonable, and give them a shot. You say is it GSR in Reno? GCR. GCR? Yep. Give them a call, talk to them, see if you feel comfortable with them. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's if that's the place. I think it is. I've done business with them before on tires. Mm-hmm. In the last year, they bought our equipment. We've trained up a bunch of their people at a lot of the GCR locations in Northern California, and I know the one in Reno bought it.
5: They're getting really good results, so they keep on.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah.
5: Cause like
1: All they, right, they buddy. These just, they just—they just, they just went out in about a matter of three weeks. Yeah, once they start, they're off to the races. It is. it is. Oh, yeah. incredible. All right, now now, one other thing that can cause your truck, and it could change radically, is if you have a frame problem. Now, if your frame got twisted on a delivery, once the frame twists, it can cause a pull to come in that you never had before. Now, the easy way to tell if you have a twisted frame is you park your truck on a decent surface,
4: Yeah.
1: walk behind the truck, no trailer on it, And look at the back of the cab. Now, if the cab, let's say the cab is leaning a little bit to the left. Then you look at the very back crossmember at the tail end of the truck where the brake lights are. If that crossmember is leaning the same way the cab is, that's just a leash spring or something. But if the crossmember is leaning the opposite direction the cab is, that's a twisted frame. And that will give you a right pull. And you can twist a frame if you deliver to a downslope loading dock and then park your truck at a 90-degree angle to the trailer. That trailer will twist the frame of the truck. You might have just told me a problem I've got with my other truck. That could be. A, the
4: uh, I, a freightliner, so. I haven't been able to keep a set of steer tires on that truck for more
1: than 65000 70000 And if you've got a twisted frame, it'll do it. Freightliners and Internationals. so you see a lot and of twisted frames on those. Yeah, Pete's will do it, too. Yeah. Okay? Appreciate that one. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a great day. We'll look forward to talking to you later. Yep. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we got through all the questions. Okay, well, ten minutes past. Ten minutes over. Do they charge us extra for that? <laughs> <coughs> they don't pay us anything. They don't pay us anything anyway, so who cares? We thank you, folks, for listening. We hope we answered some of your questions. You drive safe. We'll talk to you again next time around. Yep. Bye.